Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 9th of March, 2023. Flyers will be back in action tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll preview that coming up. We'll talk about players on the Flyers with what left to prove. Before we get to any of it, let's tell you that Tony D'Angelo, for the spearing major that he took the other night in Tampa, as correctly predicted by me, I got lucky on this one, has received a two-game suspension without pay for spearing Tampa Bay Lightning forward Corey Perry during the Flyers-Tampa game on March 7th, the NHL's Department of Player Safety announced yesterday. The incident occurred at 17:20 of the third period. D'Angelo was assessed a major penalty and game misconduct for spearing, and under the terms of the collective bargaining agreement and based on his average annual salary, D'Angelo will forfeit $54,054.06. The money goes to the Players Emergency Assistance Fund. So Tony D'Angelo will be out the next two. He's got 16 games remaining in the season. Flyers have 18, and tonight they're in Carolina, game two of the road trip. How about the Canes this year? 62 games played, 42-12-8. They are 22-7-2 at home. They have won three straight games, and they are a plus 58 in goal differential. They are also the top team in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. If the playoffs began today, they don't. They would take on the New York Islanders as wild card number one. Wild card number two would be the Boston Bruins taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins, and For Carolina, I feel like that matchup against the Islanders is a little scary. Why? Well, the Islanders are a team that's big and heavy and can be a handful in the playoffs, plus the goaltending of Ilya Sorokin. But we're here to talk about the Canes, and the Canes having another great year under Rod Brindamore. They picked up Shane Gostisbehere at the NHL trade deadline, but the leader in points for the Carolina Hurricanes has been Martin Natchez. He's got 59 points in 62 games played. Ajo's got 55 in 55 games. He's obviously missed a few games, 27 goals, 27 assists. 54 points for Svechnikov. Brent Burns, one of the offseason acquisitions there, has got 50 points from the blue line in 62 games. they got great depth. Again, this is one of those teams. They have one point-per-game player. That's Sebastian Ajo with 55 and 55. Uh, but a very well-balanced team, great structure, well-coached under Rod Brindamore. There'll be a handful in the playoffs, uh, but we'll see if ultimately goaltending is the difference, like if they get into that matchup against a team like the New York Islanders. Freddie Anderson, 23 games played. He's played uh, the same amount of games as Antti Ranta, who's also played 23 uh, each have a record of 16-6-0. That's the record for Freddie Anderson. 16-2-3 for Antti Ranta's team save percentage of 909. Actually, the highest save percentage on the team is Kachekov, who's got a 913. Anderson a 906. Ranta's got a 907. And Kachekov with that 913 save percentage. So it is the Flyers taking on Carolina tonight. And you look at Carolina and you go second highest point percentage in the NHL. Only team with a higher points percentage is the Boston Bruins at .831, Carolina with .742, and it's not hard to figure out why. They score 3.42 goals per game, which is seventh in the NHL. When it comes to goals allowed per game, they only allow 2.52 goals per game, which is pretty darn low. Second lowest in the league. Only Boston is lower. Power play clicks at 21.8%. PK at 83.6%. 
just a good all-around hockey team. Is it enough to win the Stanley Cup? We'll see. But uh, certainly a very good team all around uh, down in Carolina. Game two of this three-game road trip for the Flyers tonight. But in this episode, I wanted to get into this topic of who has got what left to prove. The Flyers have 18 games left. Now, on the season, the Flyers have played... 64 games, 18 left, 24, 29, and 11, 59 points, seventh spot in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. They're minus 43 in goal differential, 2, 7, and 1 in their last 10. They lost their last one, 12, 15, and 4 at home, 12, 14, and 7 on the road. So who's got what to prove down in this last 18 games? 18 games is not a huge sample size. It's less than a quarter of the season, but they're still... Some stuff for guys to prove, guys that have maybe taken steps forward, guys that need to be more consistent. I said around 16, 18 games, I'd love to see Sean Couturier get back and play 16 or 18 games. I'd love to see him show me something, put something on on film, on, on, on the ice, some gameplay. Obviously, it's looking like that is very unlikely at this point. But let's talk about who's got what left to prove. And I've kind of circled six players that I think still have something to prove. And here they are. Morgan Frost, Travis Sanheim, Joel Farabee, Cam York, Kevin Hayes, and Wade Allison. Now, the the interesting thing about this is they're all have something to prove, in my opinion, but all in vastly different situations. Kevin Hayes, is he a center? Is he a winger? Is he part of the long-term future at 30 years of age? Is he a guy that could be dealt in the offseason? We'll see. What I do know is that in Kevin Hayes' 63 games played this year, he's got 17 goals, 32 assists, and 49 points. Not simple to replace, and he's obviously a guy that has six power play goals, nine power play assists. For a power play that's not very good, he does give you something on the power play, but we'll see how he finishes out the stretch. All right, let's go to Morgan Frost. Morgan Frost has 63 games played, 12 goals, 18 assists, and 30 points. He has uh, played 15 minutes and 56 seconds average of ice time, one power play goal, four power play assists, and a shooting percentage of 10.2. Now, Frost at times has looked really creative and dynamic, but the real key for him has been that consistency and high-level performance in creating. We need to see more of that down the stretch. Morgan's a player that we obviously see the skill that's there. Can he put it together in a consistent fashion to be a top six forward in the NHL? That's the question mark that surrounds him. This last 18 games, I'll tell you right now, is not going to determine it locked and loaded, you know, write it in stone. But we'll get some more information over this final 18 games. Travis Sanheim, he's another one. 63 games played, four goals, 12 assists, 16 points, averaging over 20 minutes of ice time per game at 20-25. He's got one power play assist and two shorthanded assists. Now, Travis Sanheim is having a very up-and-down year, more down than up. Signed to that eight-year contract extension, day one of the season this year, basically a year before he his contract was even up. So basically, Nine years left going into this year for Travis Sanheim. He's a player that, well, large in stature, doesn't play a big game, is more of a finesse-type player. We need to see him, obviously, jump up in the play more. Could this just be one of those years for Travis Sanheim where things didn't come together, wasn't a great year for him, he can shake it off in the offseason and go forward? Sure. 
That is absolutely possible. That does happen in pro sports, and that does happen in the NHL. But I'd like to see him finish strong to get him to the offseason with a little bit of confidence to move forward, go into the offseason, and rebuild his game, and come back next year and have a good year from start of the season till the end of the season. Flyers need that. When you've committed the dollars and the term, they need him to be very productive for them, which means he's got to join the rush, which means he's got to lead the rush. He's got to be that player on a second pairing. So we'll see if he can do that. Joel Farabee. Now, Farabee was a guy who had a surgery in late June. I think it was June 25th. He did make the season opener. Originally, the timeline was Thanksgiving. He did make the season opener. 64 games played, 9 goals, 18 assists, 27 points, playing 16 minutes and 39 seconds of ice time. He's got one power play assist on the season. Hasn't seen a lot of special teams time. Now, Farabee, a couple years ago, 20 goals in 55 games. The production is not there this year. I just think Farabee's look like he's been trying to catch up to his game all season long. When you have a surgery at the end of a season, say mid or late April, that's one thing because you can rehab and still have multiple months to prepare for a season. When you have a surgery in late June and you got a season that starts in October, that's a whole different ballgame. To me, he's the player that I go, all right, if I'm going to hand out a hall pass, he's the player that's going to get the hall pass. And I'll see what he does this summer when he can train, you know, get back in the gym, put some muscle on. Any work that he did prior to that surgery in late June all went null and void because you lost all the muscle, all the training, and you got to start over. And now you're recovering from a very tricky surgery uh, that he had in the offseason. So I'm going to give Joel Farabee the mulligan. Still like to see him finish strong, but I'm going to give him the mulligan. The last one, Wade Allison. Now, Wade Allison has played 45 games this year, 8 goals, 5 assists, 13 points. He is a guy that has played uh, 12 minutes and 34 seconds of ice time. He's played third line. He's played fourth line, a little bit of second line. He's a fun player to watch. Can he stay healthy? He did miss a decent amount of games this year. Uh, he's a guy that's always, I think, going to, because of the way he plays, is going to be nicked up from time to time. But if I know he's going to play 60 games and I can, you know, I think he's a, a player that provides energy when he's out there because of the way he plays. You know, he throws his body around, throws caution to the wind. But with throwing caution to the wind, he's going to get nicked up from time to time. And we know that he's a guy that, I don't know if he's injury prone or prone to injury. I don't, I don't know what the difference is either, but he's a guy that I think still has something to prove down the stretch here as well. When I look through the players that I feel like are proven, Travis Konechny, even though I don't think he's going to finish the season, 52 games played, he's got 54 points, 27 goals, 27 assists. I feel like he's proven to me. I feel like we know what he is or will be under John Tortorella and his coaching staff. Scott Lawton, I think he's proven. He's having a great year. 60 points or 60 games played, 15 goals, 21 assists, and 36 points. Just played his 500th game for the Philadelphia Flyers. Ivan Provorov. This may not be a popular one to say. I think Provorov's had a pretty darn good year. It hasn't been a great statistical year offensively. He's played in 64 games. We know he's going to play every game. That's what he does. And he has four goals. 18 assists, 22 points. He plays over 23 minutes a night. He's a guy that you know is going to be in the lineup. He's going to be available. And I think all things considered, he's had a pretty darn good year. To me, he's proven. Carter Hart. I mean, what else can I say? 
that I haven't said about Carter already. His numbers are not eye-popping. They're not going to, you know, somebody that doesn't watch him game in and game out aren't going to go, whoa, look at the numbers on Hart. He's got a 907 save percentage, slightly below league average, a 2.94 goals against average, a record of 17, 20, and 10. Not eye-popping numbers. But if you've watched him game in and game out, I think he's been incredible this year. To me, he's the team's most valuable player um, because maybe it would would have been Konechny, but Konechny is going to end up missing roughly 30 games this year. So I'm going to give it to Hart. The other guy, Owen Tippett. I think there's still more growth to his game. 59 games played, 18 goals, 16 assists, 34 points. I think we see the flashes of what can develop into a very good NHL player. I think he's having a really solid season. I think there's a lot more there. Six power play goals on the year, two power play assists, doing a little bit of killing penalties now. The skating is all there. I think that he's a guy that has proven himself, and he is certainly worthy to move forward with this group. Noah Cates. Now, we haven't seen a ton offensively from Cates this year. It's technically his rookie year, 64 games played, 10 goals, 17 assists, and he's got 27 points. He's playing 17 minutes and 39 seconds of ice time. He is the shutdown center on this team, and he never played center. So to me, he's a guy, we'll see where he fits in a top nine long term, but he's a guy that adds a lot of value to an NHL team. Good young player, very smart player, very coachable. I'm happy to move forward with him. Nick Sealer, look, Nick Sealer came into the year as the seventh day. He's surpassed any expectations when you consider what he gets paid under $800,000, another year under contract. He's played 61 games this year, three goals, eight assists, 11 points. I got no problem with Nick Sealer. Nick Delarier, bit of a polarizing signing in the offseason. Nick Delarier gets the four-year deal. 64 games played, five goals, six assists, 11 points for Delarier. He's got a shorthanded goal, which came last week to me and obviously adds a ton of toughness. A lot of accountability on the ice for what he was signed to do and what he needs to do for this team. He has done exactly that. So Nick Delarie, another guy that I think has proven to be exactly what we thought he would be. Rasmus Ristolainen, first 20 games of the year were pretty hideous. Healthy scratched, came back, has played very well since. I think maybe we move Risto to that line of who has got what to prove. I'd like to see him finish strong as well. That's kind of a brief overview of it. We'll go through it more in the offseason, but who's got what to prove? you have any thoughts on any of it, you can always DM me on Twitter at Jason Mert. You can send me an email, jason.mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S at gmail.com. Send your notes there, and uh, we'll read through them and perhaps read some of them on the podcast as well. Flyers Carolina tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily.